This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. It is that time again for another edition of The Drop Podcast. And as always, I am your host, Lance Descott. I know this podcast is a little bit late. Considering that the Blues-Golden Knights game took place on Monday and it's now Thursday, just like everyone else, needed a couple days off. The Blues weren't playing. So I took the opportunity to spend some time with my wife. Just kind of lays around the house. I'm sure you guys understand. Before we get into the game recap of the Blues-Golden Knights, a hot topic going on around Twitter, around Facebook, around NHL media here in St. Louis and all throughout the U.S. and Canada is who will be the recipient of the Calder Trophy this year. You guys know me as being a podcaster that is unbiased. I love the blues. I do. But I'm going to be unbiased when somebody asks me a question. Do you think Jordan Bennington deserves the Calder? So let's get into my thinking on this. Jordan Bennington started his first game, I think, somewhere around January 7th or so. And he has just been great. Unlike other people, after eight games, I was not calling him the starter. After 10 games, I was not calling him the greatest rookie the Blues have ever seen like some people. After 15 games, when some people were saying, this guy's got to get the colder, he's going to get the colder. After 20 games, he's playing great. He has just been amazing since he's come up. With just a few games left in the season, he's leading the NHL when it comes to goals against, and he's got one of the top save percentages at 930. He's just played great. Does he deserve some votes for Rookie of the Year? Of course he does. Most definitely. But the question that I've been getting that people have kind of been, I wouldn't say arguing with me about, but getting very heated about is, does he deserve the Calder Trophy over players like Elias Pettersson, Andreas Johnson, Brady Kachuk, Anthony Sorelli, so on and so forth? I could name several others. My answer to that is no. It's probably going to upset a few listeners of the show, which I fully understand. A lot of people are giving me these reasons why he deserves the Calder. If not for Jordan Bennington, the Blues wouldn't be in the playoffs. If not for Jordan Bennington, blah, 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 blah. I understand some of those points. But the Calder trophy is not given to a player because he comes in and brings his team to the playoffs. Here in St. Louis, that's been the hit against Elias Patterson. Oh, well, he, he's great. He's a great rookie, but he didn't come in and bring his team to the playoffs. He's not the MVP of the team. His team's not making the playoffs, so he shouldn't get rookie of the year. 
That is not the definition of rookie of the year. The definition of rookie of the year is the one that has been the most proficient as a rookie. Let me read you what the NHL website says. I'm going to read it exactly as it says it. The Calder Memorial Trophy is an annual award given to the player selected as the most proficient in his first year of competition in the National Hockey League. I think Jordan Bennington has been very proficient as a rookie. But looking through history, how many times has the NHL given the rookie of the year to a guy who didn't play till January 7th and finished out the year with a great year? I don't think it's ever really happened. Plus, people in St. Louis need to realize something. We're in the Midwest. Where are most of the big riders? Or, I guess you could say, where do most of the votes come from? The West Coast and East Coast. Jordan Bennington deserves votes for it. He definitely does. But Jordan Bennington will not win it. I just don't see how. I think Elias Peterson's going to win it. And I think he's going to win it pretty handily. So for those people that are saying that I hate Jordan Bennington, I hope you understand my position. I don't hate Jordan Bennington. I think he's come in and just played lights out. The main thing you want out of a goaltender is, can he win you the game? Can he get you that big save? And Jordan Bennington has won games, and he's gotten some big saves. I think we all know he's going to get votes, but I just don't see him winning it. Getting to the Blues-Knights game, the Blues were 4-0-1 going into the game. They've just been playing so hot. They've got this four-game homestand, finishing it up against the Knights. It's no shock to me that it was Ivan Barbashev that would get the Blues on the scoreboard first in the first period. He has just come alive in his play. Doesn't get goals every night, but he does put in the effort, and he's looking like a guy that is really starting to acclimate his play to the NHL. Settled by Zach Sanford to open ice, but Subban plays it back on the goal, but he gave it away. Now Barbashev a shot. He scores! Barbashev! That's 1-0. Barbashev's on a roll. And Gerard Gallant won't like the lack of communication here by his goaltender. The puck goes to him. He has a chance to keep it on its forehand. He reverses it behind the net. Barbashev is able to get the pass from Sanford and just tucks it home on the short side. Sanford's on the spot. Great little pass. And on a very severe angle, Ivan Barbashev scores again. A huge mistake by Subban. He gets the puck, puts it behind the goal, and who's there? Zach Sanford of the Blues. Barbashev is heading to the front of the net, puts it right on his stick, and Barbashev puts it past Subban to make it one to nothing. That goal was 18 minutes, 41 seconds in. Ivan Barbashev's 13th goal. Sanford gets his 12th assist. The Blues go out of the first period up one to nothing. Very evenly played first period. These two teams are a lot alike. When they cut down on opportunities, when they play good defense, it ends up in wins for them, and it ends up in offensive opportunities by playing the good defense. Very few shots on goal. The Knights had five and the Blues had eight. It would take the Knights 15 minutes and 12 seconds into the second period to get on the board. They had a power play opportunity, and William Carlson, who just had a great year last year, is not doing quite as good this year, 
but he would get his 23rd goal of the year to tie it up at one each. Bortuzzo with Carlson bearing down on him. Carlson digs it out. Here's Marcia Sawan, Heide Miller, a drive, save, Pennington, rebound, score! William Carlson on the rebound, on the power play, with two seconds left on it to tie the game. Well, real good work. It's entries get into the zone. Carlson continues his route. They keep it alive. And then a good play back to the boy. This puck is rolling, but Miller does a good job. Shot on net. Net presence by Riley Smith. And then William Carlson just going to find the rebound as he goes between the legs of Bozak. And Carlson ties as one 23rd on the year. And the power play comes through. Some hard work by the Knights on that power play. It was winding down, but they didn't give up. Marchessault ends up with the puck. He gets it over to Miller. Miller puts the shot on goal. The rebound comes out, and right there is William Carlson for his 23rd goal of the year. Miller gets his 25th assist. Marchessault gets his 31st assist. 15 minutes, 12 seconds in. We've got a game again. I loved watching this game. As I stated earlier, these teams are just so evenly matched. They've got a lot of heart. They've got a coach with a lot of heart. They do not like to lose, and it showed in this game. The Blues would step it up, and they would take the lead. Ryan O'Reilly gets his 27th of the year. Just around three minutes after Carlson's tying goal, the Blues are back up at 2-1. to Stop by O'Reilly. Now handed ahead to Bollmeister. His pass for O'Reilly in the clear. Shoots. He scores! There's a shot and a goal, and it's 2-1. What a heads-up pass by Jay Bollmeister. He gets that puck on his tape, and he finds Ryan O'Reilly with speed. Pareko, head up all the way, and right on the tape, onside. And boy, oh boy, what a shot, as Ryan O'Reilly snaps this one high over the glove. Looks like he's going to go high to the stick where he likes to go, but no, he goes to the far side. O'Reilly is streaking into the Golden Knight zone. Bowmeister sees him and puts a long pass from around the blue line in the blues end to Ryan O'Reilly streaking in, and the Blues go up 2-1. to one. That goal by O'Reilly would be his 27th of the year. Bolmeister gets his 13th assist. Pareko gets his 16th assist. 18 minutes, 14 seconds in. The Blues are up 2-1, to one, and that's the way the second period would end. The Knights outshot the Blues 10-7, but it was a very good period, I thought, for both teams. Moving into the third period, you're wondering if the Blues are going to add to the lead. You're wondering if you're going to get a push from the Knights. But it would be the Blues to get the only goal in that period. It would be by Zach Sanford. Six minutes, 27 seconds in. Albertuzzo has Sanford to the net. And a shot off Sanford. He scores! Sanford, 3-1. All in transition. Alex Petrangelo barked orders here because he was going to go for a change, but the puck came towards him, John. And so he stayed on the ice and he zipped it up to Robert Bortuzzo. And then he went for a change. Bortuzzo then makes a smart play. Just a funneling shot off the stick of the goalie. Right to Zach Sanford, who has had a heck of a strong game. And this line here with Barbara Shepstein and Sanford continue to impress. Just a fluke goal. Bortuzzo brings the puck in, shoots it on net. Goes off of Subban, goes off of Sanford's chest and into the net. When things are going well for you, you're going to get goals like these, and things are going very well for the Blues right now. That goal would be Sanford's eighth of the year. Bertuzzo gets his eighth assist. 
Petrangelo gets his 23rd assist, and the Blues win this game 3-1. Let's go ahead and head to the stats of the game. Shots pretty even. The Golden Knights put 25 on Bennington, and the Blues put 22 on Subban. The faceoff battle was even at 50% each. The Golden Knights were 1-for-1 on the power play. The Blues were 0-for-1 on the power play. 21 hits for the Knights, 19 for the Blues, 18 blocks for the Blues to the Knights, 8. The Knights gave the puck away 7 times, and the Blues gave the puck away twice. As we head into the postgame interviews, we're going to hear from Sanford, who got that flute goal, Ryan O'Reilly, who got that beautiful goal after being set up by Bowmeister. Then, of course, we're going to end the interviews with Coach Craig Berube. Uh, hit me right in the neck, right here. Yeah. Take it, you've never had one like that. Before. Maybe uh, a couple other body parts, but never the neck. You seem to be laughing a lot. Yeah, that was a funny one. Um, you know, I haven't had one in a little bit, so for that one to go in was felt good. It was funny though. But I guess kind of typical. You always hear drive the net, and good things usually happen. Yeah, that's been uh, that's been kind of a theme for us. You know, trying to get to the net and drive the net, and um, you know, like I said, for that one to go in was was funny for us. No matter how it went in, I mean, an important goal there at that yeah. stretch of the game. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it was a good timing for that, and I, I thought our line was playing well. So, um, you know, it was, it was nice for us to, to be able to give us that little cushion. Do you feel like you were just more involved tonight from a physical standpoint and just being able to handle the puck, and, and really in all aspects? Is that something that uh, maybe Berube's tried to hone in with you to, to kind of get that part of your game going? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think my line mates have been, have been great with me helping on that stuff and, and you know, getting my confidence there. and. And, uh, you know, like I said before, our line's been playing really well. And, and, and uh, you know, to, to have the confidence with them on the ice has, uh, you know, helped me bring my game up a level lately. Arbyshev just seems to keep keep going. The streak, the run he's on right now looks pretty impressive. Yeah, he's been playing great. Um, you know, like I said before, Barbs and Steiner both have been awesome for our team. And, and uh, you know, to have a, a young guy buzz around like Barbs and, you know, have the experience that Steiner has on our line is, is great for us. Yeah, um, going in, uh, you know. Coming at the end of the year, that's that's what we want. You know, we want this to be a tough building to play in, and yeah, it's good. We got to keep uh, keep building. We're not done yet. We still got to keep uh, you know get a good day off and get back to work. Ryan, for somebody like you, with what you've gone through in Buffalo to now be on the cusp of the playoffs, how gratifying is this for you? It's awesome. You know, it's it's one of the best things in hockey when you're kind of playing this meaningful meaningful games and, and preparing for playoffs. It's it's what it's all about. You know, it's what you train for in the summer is, you know, going the distance and it's, it's nice to be in this position. Um, you know, still, you know, at the time though, it's, it feels good. There's still a lot of work left too. And it's, uh, yeah, we still have to, you know, keep preparing for the next game. The fact that you're playing, for you, you're playing meaningful games now. In, in the recent past here, these games are just kind of been just games down the stretch for you. So, because they're just an added level for you now that you're, these games mean so much. Um, yeah, you can just you constantly have that, uh, you know, building mentality where everyone's kind of like just working together, working for each other, and it's just such a collective effort that, you know, it's it's nice. You know, when you when you're not playing in those games and you're out of the playoffs, it's it's tough. You know, it's tough to, you know, you, you want to win and but you also want to have success and things don't kind of go your way. So to be on the other end of it and see the way as a group we're just constantly working together and, and still trying to grow our game, it's just. Uh, it's exciting and it's it's fun to be around. Talked about wanting him to emphasize, be involved. Pretty good blueprint of what he wants to get. 
Yeah, I think that he's been bringing that the last few games, you know, and that, and that fourth line, that's what they've been bringing, and they produced again tonight for us. Just going on, playing a hard game, forward-checking, going on the net. Simple game, but, you know, just hard, physical, on pucks, you know. So they did a great job again. Does it help having him there? No, I mean, Steve, bring this out. Oh, I think so, for sure. He's He's got a big influence on those guys, as he does on our team. And, um, you know, he's down there. He's he's helping these guys, you know. He's coaching them down there, and he's, you know, they're on the same page as him. When you got three guys on the same page, good things happen. Does that include, like, having the puck bounce off your neck and go in the goal? Any way you can get a goal, it's fine by me. Yeah, it was a tight game. They're tight. They play tight. They're not going to give you much. Um, I thought it was a tight game all around. Not a lot of, um, you know, not a lot of chances either way. I thought it was pretty tight both ways, and uh, you know, I figured it'd be a low-scoring game. Yeah. Did a good job. They, um, they're good. That team's a good team. They, um, they put you in tough spots. They, they got good speed and they attack. But our guys did a good job of protecting the middle of the ice, getting sticks on pucks, blocking shots, little things like that. You know, Gunnarsson back. Uh, did, <laughs> yeah, I thought he was fine. Yeah, it's long. He's been out a while. It once he got his feet under him, I thought he was pretty good and did his job. Against the good teams all season long, but anything new you've learned about your group after the win over Tampa and Vegas? Anything different? Um, I, you know, I just think we're they're right now they're they're battling, finding ways to win. Like it's it's not always pretty or easy. Um, you got to learn to win different ways in this league, and I think that we're doing that. Eleven to thirteen at home, you sweep this homestand. That's. Obviously, one of the tenets to being a, a really good team is to, to win at home like you guys have been. Yeah, definitely, and um, that's changed. So we weren't for uh, some time, but that's obviously changed, and we're playing a more um, efficient game at home, more of a, a direct game at home, I think, and um, that's the that's reason for winning. Do you find teams that aren't playing the pace, do you find that you're sort of fixing the game on your terms and forcing them? Well, we talk about a lot of that. Like, again, like, you know, Tampa, I thought that uh, we could have been tighter in that game for sure. But a lot of these teams want to play on the go and on the rush. Uh, when you play these rush teams, it's important that you're doing the right things with the puck in the offensive zone and you're not giving those rush opportunities. That's where they come up a lot of times. And we talk about grinding the puck low, keeping it you know, wearing them down, you know, good offensive players don't want to play in their own end. They want to get going the other way. So it frustrates them and that, you know, we're doing a pretty good job of that. So when you guys are playing now, <laughs> you've been playing over the past month. Is this what you were expecting at the start of the year, what this team would be like? Well, I don't know at the start of the year. Like, you don't know that until you see everybody and see what's going on and the makeup of, you know, your players. There, there were some new additions this year and until you see them live and right in front of you, it's hard to know. You know, but um, I think this is a good brand of hockey for us. I think our guys have bought into it, and um, I think they enjoy playing this way too. You're on the uh, cusp of the playoffs. Any, any, any solace in that, joy in that? 
I'm worried about the New York Rangers. That's it. That's the honest truth. So we're going to prepare for that game this week. You watch Arizona play tomorrow? What's that? Arizona game tomorrow. If Arizona loses, yeah, I watch a lot of hockey, so I'm sure I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll stay up for it. Obviously, every coach is searching for perfection. Is there anything that specifically you want this team to get better at before you play the Rangers or New Jersey or whatever? Is there anything that right now is concerning you about this team? No, I don't think it's concerning. I think, you know, there's always things that we want to prove on or get better at, and that's why we watch video, and that's why we, you know, practice and teach, and that's, you know, we there's always improvement. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, there's nothing con- jumping out at me that's so concerning right now. But, again, you know, when you watch the game and the tape, and you're always, you're always um, finding things that you can get better at. I think rest is important here. We got six games in eight days coming up, so I think it's good to get some rest this week. It's so nice to see the Blues go 4-0 on this homestand. We knew they had the opportunity to do so. We knew the games against the Lightning and the Golden Knights would be tough games, and they were. But the Blues worked hard in each game. They got good goaltending. And I think they had some very good game plans against both of these teams. The next game isn't going to be, of course, until Friday night against the Rangers. And then they play Saturday against the Devils. Shock, shock, more back-to-back games for the Blues. I'd imagine you'll probably see Jordan Bennington on Friday night and then Jake Allen Saturday. But Barube may fool us and he may put Allen Friday night in and Bennington on Saturday. You just don't know. I know there are people out there that think that Jake Allen shouldn't start any more games this year, but guys, he's going to. This is just a huge race in the Central Division. We could end up with the Blues first. We could end up with the Blues second, or they may stay in third. You just don't know. If they continue to play well and Winnipeg and Nashville continue to falter, the Blues could actually win the Central Division. Who would have thought that back in the 1st of January? I don't think anybody would have thought that. There may be some people that were saying that the Blues could come back and get the playoffs. But if the Blues win the top spot in the Central and somebody tells you they knew the Blues were going to come back and get the first spot, I think they're kind of pulling our leg. So I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Until next time, guys, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.